where we serve up all sorts of spicy conversations off the latest menu of science fiction movies and television shows. You can find Dining at the End of the Universe at diningattheendoftheuniverse.com. You can also find us on iTunes. We look forward to seeing you at the diner. Talking about things sci-fi. <clears throat> How you doing, Miles? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm great. My name is Scott, by the way, and we are your diners for tonight. You excited about tonight, Miles? I am. We have a lot of good stuff to talk about. We do. We do a lot of good shows, a lot of good news, a lot of good wrap-ups and finales, huh? It's good to be a sci-fi fan. Yeah, and, and we're even going to go. Uh, we're, gonna, we're even going to talk about something old, and that's that uh, one movie that I watched. And then also, I guess you saw it too. You said yes. And um, we're going to talk about a book. We haven't talked about a book in the show. That's not true. We talked about Terminator, the Terminator prequel. Yes, we did. Right. Uh, which, by the way, are you going to see the Terminator Salvation movie? I think my wife and I will probably see it this Sunday. Nice. I am probably not going to get out this weekend or probably next weekend. Pretty busy weekend for me with so, Memorial Day coming up and all that. Yeah, and actually I'm not sure. I mean, I do want to see Terminator, but I would like to see Star Trek again. And my wife has actually expressed some interest in Star Trek. So we'll either be seeing Star Trek on Sunday or Terminator. Right. You know, whatever works. Right. right? Or both. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Hey, one after the other. Sneak, yeah. sneak into the other. Um, no, that's not, that's, no, I don't do that. No, you don't do that? No. I have students that do it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the greatest quote I heard today from a student? What's he goes, that? She said... You know, I get bored sometimes. Sometimes I just think of taking my brain out, putting it on a leash, and walking it. Wow. Yeah. I, it, Did you ever feel that way? You ever want to walk your brain? That, that No, no. We should. We should. We should walk your brain. Maybe it needs Get it some, out. Get it out right now. Yeah, get, get it out and get, get some sun or something. Yeah. <laughs> get some sun on this white boy. Yes. But, all right. Um, anyways... Um, so tonight on our menu, we have trivia, we have giveaways, we have science fiction news, first giveaways on the show, by the way. We have Dollhouse finale, we have Smallville finale reviews, and we have Fringe finale reviews, and a DVD review. So we have tons of reviews, stuff that we're talking about, and so on. And I even had a hair on my butt to maybe talk about some sort of, some sort of theoretical discussion about science fiction, which we probably won't get to, uh, because we'll have too much else to talk about, like we always do in the show. True. So... We apologize for the uh, long shows, sort of. We don't really care, but we we, uh, we we do like them. So let us know if they get too long. Yeah, they get too long. You know, we starting the three hour mark. We're probably too long. That's probably but, too too long. We talk about sci fi, right, right, right. In any context, is there is it is it ever too long, Miles? Not for me, yeah. but yeah. I you know. But maybe our listeners, huh? Maybe. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully not. But all right. Well, let's. Let's go into our – let's start like we always do. Let's talk about our trivia answer, okay. the trivia answer for the question of last week. Okay. And what was that question? Well, this, this comes from the Star Trek movie. Uh, uh, McCoy claims that one tiny crack in the hole will cause your blood to boil in 12 seconds. Is what are you saying really true in reality or false? Could such a thing really happen? Right. And we did get an answer from none other than 
a guy by the name of, on his Twitter name at least, is Willie Mittens. And Willie Mittens said this. I remember coming up before – I remember this coming up before in a discussion about A.C. Clark's 2001 where Dave is forced to use the airlock without a helmet. Do you, rem- do you remember that scene? It's been a long time since it is. 2001. Well, yeah, he's going – He's going somewhere to shut off the Howl computer. Mm-hmm. I think it's the scene I'm talking about. I could be wrong because it's been a bit since I've seen it. Although it's probably two years ago I saw it, so it's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've seen so much since then. But anyways, he's forced to use the airlock, and um, the idea was discussed that you get all kind of nasty effects from being out in space. But your blood boiling is not one of them because. Your blood is, you know, perfectly capable of holding, you know, your body's capable of holding your blood in, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of in its own system. Uh, and you can actually find this information, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this because he gave us a link for it, from an article called The Effect of a Chimpa- of the Chim- on the Chimpanzee, a Rapid Decompression in a Near Vacuum. And this is by Alfred K. Colster, something like that, some NASA research guy from... 1965. Oh, wow. The question we had, of course, was what? Well, um, did they actually test decompression on, on, a, on a monkey? A real, on a real champion, chimpanzee. Yeah, that was that. that you know, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't do that today, would we? Well, no, especially, I mean, I think that the PETA folks would be. Right, right, right. They, they would. They yes. would, definitely. I mean, maybe, I think... maybe we could use them. <laughs> oh, wait. Did we say that? Can we say that? It's our it's our show. We can see we, what we, we want. did. Let's let's just do that. Yes. But uh, <laughs> um, the, the other the other thought that Willie Mittens had is that maybe uh, the rooster's cat uh, would be a perfect candidate. After all, he's already trying to burn it on his show. Uh, they run it. The rooster is part of a podcast. His real name is named David Gray. Uh, with James William, they run a podcast called Two Schooners, and he tried to burn his cat. Wow. Yeah, I don't think intentionally, but he did. The guy's always burning stuff. He tried burning his computer the other day, and um, so cat, whatever, the whatever. The cat's there, damage. but so the cat might be a perfect candidate to try this. So maybe we can borrow, we can go over to Australia mm-hmm. uh, and get the Aussie's cat mm-hmm. and throw it out into space and see what happens. Well, we can, it, it would definitely tell us what decompression would do to. A How cat. do you think we could get it up there? A big catapult? Oh, I'm sure. We could make a man-made rocket and yeah, slingshot, and, yeah, you know, and just yeah. uh, launch we'll it. Give it a one-way ticket. There, there's some cats that need to go in outer space. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. There's some that are already there. Oh, that's, really? rea- <laughs> that's, that's reality. Right. <laughs> Anyways, so that's it. We'll have our next trivia question at the end of the show, like we always do. And with that trivia question this <laughs> week, we are going to be giving away a copy of the book that we're going to be talking about in the show. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. So I believe that's it. Anything okay. else before we get in? Oh, by the way, great feedback from a lot of people like uh, on Twitter, especially from the Hearn and, 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 and from Wooly Mittens, like I said, and, and just from other fine folks that have just been giving some good feedback in the podcast. And, uh, and uh, so thanks. Yes, and uh, I finally got a Twitter account. Yes. <laughs> I've joined it, the cult. Yeah, it's true. Uh, interesting enough, Miles signed up to be like, follow me in – I didn't know. And so, like, I, I was chatting with him. I didn't even know it was Miles. Till tonight, he walks in and he goes, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Great, Miles. Thanks a lot. I, I thought you would have picked up on it. Right, right. Just because the son of Worf actually signs up to follow me on Twitter doesn't mean that I know who it is. There's a lot of other – I thought I was just – There are a lot of other Star Trek freaks out there. And I'm just only one of many. One of many. We're yep. dropping the bucket. Okay. But, okay. hey, well, I now know. But and if, knowing. So, by the way, if you want to follow Miles, you can just – 
Follow him at the Son of Worf, yep. right? Son, Son of Worf. Yep, on Twitter. Yep. On Twitter. So, yep. so be sure to follow him mm-hmm. if you want to find out what's going on in his life. Yes, and, and just, or just let, let, letting us know what, what you think of the podcast. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, let's move into the news. Okay. In today's sci-fi news. All right, in news, we have a bunch of things to talk about to talk about news, and hopefully we'll move through these fairly quickly. We hope to. Mm-hmm. Um, briefly, we're going to talk about shore leave. We, we mentioned this a couple podcasts ago that there was a good chance that we would be going to something called shore leave 31. And what it is, is a science fiction con in, in Maryland, uh, in Maryland, Pennsylvania, <laughs> listen to me, Maryland, the USA. And, uh, so if you get a chance to go there, we are going to be there and potentially even podcasting from the floor. We're still working out some of the details, but this sci-fi convention again, um, is coming up uh, beginning of July, second weekend of July. Mm-hmm. And uh, some great notables there, both from Star Trek and uh, from the Atlantis series. There's authors that are going to be there. And I imagine we will talk more about this as we get closer to the time. Yeah. We are going to have Mike Schilling on the show. He's one of the organizers of the event, probably a week or two before it actually happens. And so we have some great, great uh, times coming up with that. So I just wanted to mention that. Make sure that we talk about that just briefly since we're still in negotiations with that and still hoping to be there. So if you're in Maryland, uh, Virginia, Pennsylvania, nice little, nice little uh, convention. Uh, or if you want to fly from California, come on. We'd well, love to see you there. There are some notables there. Uh, price is right. Um, but um, – of course, you guys have Comic Con, and uh, yeah, you have Comic Con, and you uh, the closest place to Comic Con comes to us is uh, New York City, which we could go to, but typically it's when I'm working in you know, whatever. Was right. it January? I think is when that one was. But anyways, uh, the book that we were kind of mentioning here that I wanted to mention is a first-time novelist that just published a book called Parapsycho, and I wanted to talk real briefly about this book since obviously. People that are listening to the show will not have heard about this book. But this book is really a phenomenal book. It's a psychological, a sci-fi kind of alternate universe um, reality, and it's a thriller. And uh, it, has a, it has this great protagonist that I fell in love with. I read the book numerous times. This great protagonist that I fell in love with called Sloan. Um, and what I want to do is just read you the back of the book. And, and there'll be a link in our show notes as to where you could find this book. Uh, the book's called Paracycle and uh, Paracycle Paracycle, and the uh, the guy that wrote it is Daniel J. Uh, Bohanek. And so this is what the back of the book says. So I'm just going to read this, and then we'll move on from it, unless Miles has any questions about it, which we'll talk about. He's, he's, the back starts out with a quote from Albert Einstein which says, the most beautiful thing that we can experience is mysterious. Three years ago, a horrible tragedy left an entire city scarred forever. Now the corruption rules the streets with an iron fist. But when the multitudes of innocents begin disappearing, Sloan, a young vigilante with with incredible powers, uncovers a startling plot that could destroy all of humanity. With little time left, Sloan must prevent this calamity while dodging the secret government agents, 
battling vicious monsters and keeping his double life hidden from the one person he cares the most. All of it leading up to the inevitable confrontation between Sloane and the mastermind behind it, the mysterious and all-powerful Parapsycho. So that's what the backer is. Uh, and so it's really the, the, jur- the journey. Here's the thing I like about this novel. Sloan has, has basically what you call a superpower, but he's really human. He is really human character. Um, he, he's clearly able to be killed. Now, you don't kill him because, of course, he's a, he's a protagonist, right? right? You don't want to lose your protagonist. But, but, Sounds like a superhero. Uh, he, he is. Uh, his, his power is psychic power, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and his manipulation of that. Um, it has to do – it reminds me a little bit, and this will not do it justice in the description, but of the Stargate, um, the, the, the ghoul, the, the, ho- the hosts, the snake things that were kind of hosts, the parasites kind of take control of these people and, and he's battling the people that are doing this, that are giving the parasites away. Um, but again, I'm not doing it justice. This story is good. Um, the chapters read real nicely and flow together real well, and it's really good for a first novel. So, so we'll have to check it out then. Yeah, I like to give it a good read. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyways, this is Parapsycho, and we'll be giving away a copy of that later on in the show. Mm-hmm. So, if you're interested, you can get a free copy of that. The book's called Parapsycho. But all right, well, let's move on into other news. Let's talk about. The ABC B TV series pilot that's going to be coming out this, I guess, fall, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, yeah I didn't see the exact date, but right. fall, fall is when it's coming Let's out. play the promo. Okay. Since their arrival, there's been no contact with any of the 29 ships now hovering over the major cities of the world. My name is Anna. Don't be frightened. We mean no harm. The newly opened visitor healing centers are drawing huge crowds. These heal me. It's amazing. Standing by to go to air. Don't ask any questions that would portray us negatively. Afraid I don't have a choice. This interview is now canceled. The visitors didn't just get here. They've been here for years. They've been printing fake docs, passports, IDs, best fakes I've ever seen. Once embedded among us, they set out to cause worldwide instability. They've been implementing a plan that will result in the extermination of every man, woman, and child on the face of this earth. Go ahead, talk about this. Well, um, if, if anybody, maybe some of you are familiar with it, you may have watched uh, a, a version of V back in the uh, early 80s, but uh, this V is an Imagining of the 80s miniseries with the world's first encounter with the alien race, in which the aliens call themselves the visitors and have a seemingly firmly agenda that may or may not be a cover for something more malevolent. Uh, this V stars Elizabeth Mitchell as Erica Evans, Morris Chestnut as Ryan Nichols, Jill Gresh as Father Jack Landry, uh, Loris Benedicto as Valerie Stevens, Logan Hoffman as Tyler Evans, and other characters. Um, uh, but t- today the world woke up to find spaceships over every major city. The visitors claim to co- come in peace, bring gifts of uh, miracle, uh, medical miracles and technological breakthroughs. They promise to do no harm. However, they are lying. 
Yeah, and that's that much is obvious from the trailer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah you, you, you get a clear picture of that. Right. Now, how closely did you watch the original V? I, I, I was a big fan of the original V. Yeah, because, uh, again, and I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast when we mentioned that the series was coming out, that the only thing I remember is I'm eating the mouse, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only image I saw right. um, of it. Uh, but is this what the original V was like? Very, very similar. I was really taken aback by, I mean, now by... By today's standards, I mean, visually, it looks so much better. And I'm sure the writing will be oh my gosh, yes. better, too. Um, uh, however, the the, um, the the heart of the story is still very much much there in this new version. And um, I'm very excited to see it. Um, as far as uh, Kenneth Johnson, who who, who wrote the, the, the first uh, V miniseries, it was supposed to be like an allegory of World War II and the Nazis and just showing how it affects different people, walks of life, showing how, um, you know, it breaks up families. Um, The original had the same thing. Um, A discontented youth signed up with the the, uh, Visitor Youth League. Yep. Um, And you have the, the parents and the grandfather wanting to resist and you have a similar situation with the new one. So they're very related to each other. Uh, it sounds like it's a, just a very strong retelling of the original. It looks pretty sharp just from the trailer. I mean, just from what you can see, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty impressed with this. I'm excited a bit. I'm excited to see this movie, right. or this, this series. Now, now the original V was a mini series. Was it ever a TV series? It was, but only lasted a season. Um, it didn't have a chance. It was on Friday nights against oh. Dallas. Uh, Dallas was the, the popular show back in the '80s, and also it, it cost too much money to, to I mean, to make a, a sci-fi show like this. And so, if you if you ever watch the, the 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 TV series, you will see them reuse stock footage from just you know everything's from the mini series, and then from itself, and it's just. Um, so it was pretty poorly done, is what you're saying. Yeah, it, it was very. Yeah, I mean, the first few episodes looked really good, but then I guess they realized early on this show didn't have a chance, and so it was very cheaply produced uh, okay. throughout the rest of the series. That's um, so sad. It was, yeah. Well, let's hope that with today's technology, mm-hmm. that we can have a mini series that is going to, that I mean, a series that is going to last a season. And the, I guess the other question I wanted to maybe ask you, Miles, is what do you think of the life of the thing is? I mean, how long? Can you run a series where you expose the aliens, you fight against the aliens, and overcome the aliens? Or does it continually be over one step ahead of the aliens, but they're really still here? I mean, what can you do with a series like this? What do you think? I'm not sure how – I mean, they gave us a lot of information in this trailer. Um, right. As far as the visitors coming to Earth and then seemingly to – you know. Give you know, give their gifts to people, but then people seeing there is you know, things are not what they appear to be, and then the start of the resistance following. Um, the original V, they got two mini series, um, and in the, in the second mini series, they were able to drive the visitors off Earth, and then they did a TV series where the visitors came back. If it's done well, I mean, they keep going for a little while. I mean, it may take. They could maybe a couple of seasons. Maybe a couple seasons, yeah. Yeah, and I'm excited. Um, Marina Baccarin, she, you know, she's playing the, the lead uh, uh, female visitor. Um, now, what has she done? She has done uh, most notably uh, uh, Firefly, where she where she was Inara. Oh 
Yes, and Nora, that's right. I'm yeah. excited about that. And, Exciting seeing her there. And she, um, I, I, I guess she's done some some Stargate. I'm not sure which. Uh, yeah, she did. She no, it was yeah, it was the um, it was orig- it was the original Stargate series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like with the Ori, the Ori coming in in season nine and ten, and then some of the the movies that have happened afterwards. She is like the head of the. The religious cult that is fighting against the oh, okay. Stargate universe, mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 blah, whatever. But so, uh, I, I mean, I, 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 I've one, I've, I've appreciated her work, and she looks very, very non-threatening. Very, um, she plays a visitor. She plays a visit. Yeah, she's Ooh, yeah, yeah okay. she's the lead female visitor and um, attractive woman, but looks very harmless, and so. Um, I, I, I think it's going to work out well. I recognize an actor who played. He was. Um, he's plays an Episcopalian priest uh, in this. He was in the forty four hundreds. I don't know. Yes, yes. So um, I, I'm very excited for this show. I think it, it, from what I've seen, it looks really good. Well, he's one. Yeah, he's one of the lead guys in forty four hundred. Right? Yeah, he was one of the lead uh, investigators. Or yeah, something like for and tech or what that was, what yeah. it was called. But um, so and actually. Some of the producers who produced the 4400 are involved in this effort as well. So, oh, good. Yeah. Good. Well, we hope for good things. Yeah. By the way, just a little glimpses you get of the actual aliens. They look very reptilian. Yeah, and that, that, that was the that was the And thing. that was original series. Original series. And you talk about the, 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 the meat and the, the mice. I just, what I remember about that was, I mean, sci-fi often only appeals to certain people, but it just seemed like everybody was watching V at that time. Just right. Like, she actually ate a mouse. There's, you know, people who you didn't think would watch this were watching this at the time. Right. So, uh, well, let's hope it stirs just as much excitement. Right. You know, right. in the in the fall when it airs. Which, by the way, it's airing in what stage? That's ABC, right? ABC, yes. All right, good. <clears throat> well, let's move into our next piece of news. Okay. And this is actually a fan film that is coming out, or, or that came out actually. I believe it was May third, and it bridges the gap. Between The Hobbit, which will be coming out in two installments mm-hmm. in the future, um, produced by Peter Jackson, not directed. I believe that's true. Anyways, it fills the gap between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and it deals with Aragorn hunting for Gollum. And we're going to play the trailer here in, in just a second. Actually, the music here in the background is part of that trailer, and I just stopped it. And there we are again. And... Um, it's pretty good. We talked about fan films and Star Wars fan films. Next week, we're talking about Star Trek fan films. Well, this is a fan film about Lord of the Rings, and you don't see too many of these around, at least well done. Uh, so anyways, uh, here's a trailer. We're just going to play a little clip of it here. These lands will not be safe much longer. The men of Dale speak of strange folk passing out of the east. The Iron Hills are troubled and the elves are closing the borders of their lands. Orcs have returned to Moria. Soon they will be even this side of the mountains. The servants of the enemy multiply as his strength increases. Alas, there are now so few of our kin. Our secret is no longer safe. Tell me. What is this creature you seek? I will find him. The road will not be easy, but you have the foresight of your people. 
you can't find him. No one can. I think the thing that I like about this movie, I mean, it doesn't sound just majestic as you're listening to it. Right, it does sound very Lord of the Rings-esque. I mean, uh, it sounds like these people put a lot into it. Oh, and they did. And they, you know what? Here's the thing about it. Uh, it sounds like Aragon. Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, Gandalf. And uh, actually, Aragon himself doesn't look exactly like uh, the Aragon from the movies. But it's close enough that you know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously fan-made. But the thing that I liked about this film is it actually got the blessing of the Tolkien Society or whoever they call it, the people that run the Tolkien estate. Mm -hmm. Um, They got the blessing of it as long as they didn't make money off of it, Mm -hmm. which I believe is the same thing that they say for the Star Trek fan films sometimes. Most of these fan films online, as long as they don't make any money on they can do what they want. Yeah, and so some some pretty good CGI in this one. Mm -hmm. There are some spots that you look at and say, okay, this is obviously not done by, you know, the studios uh, of Peter Jackson. Mm -hmm. But but it is pretty good. And it it follows the lore, in my understanding, that comes out of Lord of the Rings and also the lore from The Hobbit and the lore from... uh, the sim- uh, from from some of the other writings of Tolkien that aren't included in those two books, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if it's a Cimmerillion or some of his other writings, but some pretty good stuff. Some pretty good stuff. It's a pretty. Uh, I ended up watching the whole thing is about 35 minutes long, and you can find it on YouTube. It is free. You can even watch it in high definition, mm. uh, and I will put a link in the show notes to it. Every clip, uh, every trailer we play, that their links are going to be actually in. Our, um, in our, uh, oh, what is it? Our show notes. In fact, what I might actually do is embed the video so you can just watch it straight from our show notes. I think I might try that. So I haven't done that yet. But so I don't know. What do you think, Miles? I, I, I want to see it now. Now that, yeah. now that I, this little I've heard of it, it definitely intrigues me. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You see the Black Riders because mm-hmm. um, they're hunting for Gollum too. You see the elves. Uh, See, it's, it's 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 pretty well done. You don't see any hobbits, no hobbits, but um, unless you count Gollum as a hobbit because he was a hobbit-like creature at one time in his life. At one time, yes. Yeah, but I, it was good. It was it was it was well made. You know, you know, it's gonna. It, if you are Lord of the Rings fans, this will give you a le- fulfill your longing for Hobbit when it comes out. So, just a little bit. That's so, good. So. So anyways, that was The Hunt for Gollum. Next up, let's talk about Human Target, uh, a show that's coming to Fox in the fall. Okay. I don't know why anyone would want me dead. I was told that you provide a unique service. I work with a cover, blend into the background so the threat reveals itself and then eliminate the threat. I hired you to protect me from those people, and your plan is to have a drink? Are you sleeping? So you think I let it get that far because I thought it'd be fun? You got over to the other side. Making the world safe for democracy. Word of advice. Give it up. Take your gun away from me. Guns are dangerous, and I think I'm messing around. I ask myself, why would he just clean himself out of one loaded gun after another? I'm tired. I missed lunch. Enough already. Are you crazy? What is it? Is it the rush or some kind of weird penance? And then it hit me. 
because deep down he hopes that one of these days he'll get what he really deserves and the gun will finally go off. Get ready to move. You wore a vest. Where's my vest? Under vest. Yeah, so this, uh, let's talk about Human Target. Uh, what do you think from the trailer? Uh, I'll at least see the pilot. Yeah, it, it sounds good. Now, this is based, the reason it's here, it sounds like your typical cop drama a little bit, mm-hmm. except that this is based on a DC comic book uh, called The Human Target. And in this, if you aren't familiar with the, the, the novel, um, it's about this guy named Chance, and he is interested in saving his clients' lives. Basically, when there is an unusual or imminent threat that can't be solved through normal means of protection, Chance is hired to completely integrate himself into his clients' lives to become the human target. If you are a corporate manager whose disgruntled employee has gone violently off the deep end, Chance is your new auditor. If you're the president of a bank who's been tipped off to a potential heist, Chance is your unassuming bank teller. During each job, Chance, assisted by his business partner, Winston, which, by the way, Chance is played by Mark Valley, who was John Scott in The Fringe. So that's kind of cool. If you watched the early episode of the first season of Fringe before he was killed off, um, even though he kept coming back, uh, that was John Scott. And so the guy who's played John Scott is going to be Christopher Chance. And, you know, his business partner, Winston, who is Chi McBride from Pushing Daisies, and higher gun Guerrero, Jackie Earl Haley, from Watchmen. Now, do you know who that is? No, I don't. I don't know which character he played in Watchmen. Mm-hmm. That's probably – maybe someone will write in about that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, he puts himself directly in the line of fire as he races against time to save his client while unraveling truth behind the mission. With every new danger, Chance's dark history will also be unraveled. Does anyone know who Christopher Chance really is or what secrets lay buried in his past? What would make a man willingly become the human target? I don't know. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Hey, it's as good as anything sci-fi has put out. True. <laughs> that, for the most part. Maybe not. Maybe Stargate and uh, Star. Sanctuary might be the exception, but Doctor Who. But but this is definitely a show that you know you may be interested in, and it's coming this fall. So good. Was so we're excited about this. Excited about this. Um, well, we lost some good shows. Oh, we did. So we need to get. Hopefully, we'll be getting some good good shows for the fall. Yeah, yeah, very, and we do, we do, we hope we have some good shows for the summer and the fall, for that mm-hmm. matter. In a time when men were searching, in a time when all seemed lost, there came a man, and he alone opened a restaurant. And in that restaurant, he showed movies. Well, why don't we? Um, why don't we move into talking about a review about a DVD that I uh, I watched recently, and one that you've seen? Yes. But I just watched it, and this is not a new movie. This is a movie that's been out since 2008, so I'm about a year late. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But I watched it, and I found it interesting enough, and some interesting characters that really are kind of relevant. Mm-hmm. And fairly uh, recent, so we're going to talk about the movie. We're going to talk about the movie Doomsday. This is the end of the world. It 
was an epidemic unlike any other. Within days, millions were infected. Within weeks, they were forced together. Containment is our absolute priority. Blockade all bridges, streets, and rail links. And then left to die. But 25 years after the outbreak... It's the virus. It's back. Containment has failed. What the hell are we going to do? What we're about to show you is highly confidential. Survivors? Inside the hot zone. And if there are survivors, there must be a cure. You're going out there. If there's such a thing as hell on Earth, that's it. I know what we're looking for. If it's there, I'll find it. Take us in. Now. Once you're over that wall, there's no system, no rules, no backup. To find a cure... We're against the clock on this one. They must return to the world they left behind. How the hell are we supposed to find anything in this mess? I'll know when I see it. This is our city! We're gonna catch them who come and eat us! From Rogue Pictures... How dare they send you here? They started this fire. They come burning it. And the director of The Descent... Sure, it's dangerous. She is. This spring... We're losing our city. It's pretty grim, and it's gonna get a whole lot worse. A new dark age... Have you found the cure? Abandon any such hope. No. Will dawn... Nice color. I'll take it. Hold on. Too close. You think? All right. So this is Doomsday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you said you saw this, right? I, I did see it. Okay. Um, now, so the premise of this, of course, is this whole post-apocalyptic type of movie. Well, I guess not post-apocalyptic, so to say, but you know, people are struck by a virus. This is like a ton of different zombie movies all wrapped into one, isn't it? Sort of. Yeah. It, it, this 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 theme has been explored before. It just seems it seems localized. Um, in England and Scotland, I think. Uh, yeah, England and Switzerland, I okay. believe, is where. But um, I could be wrong about that, but I think that's where it's set. But some virus attacks some people, and they kind of become zombies, and they become um, uh, what's the uh, contagious, um, yeah. very contagious. That they have to. Um, it kills them, like in with hours or something like that. They have to lock down everything. So yeah, yeah it spreads wildly, human co- by contact, and mm-hmm. you know everyone panics. You know, it's the ultimate panic scenario that you see in like a ton of different science fiction movies that have been around so mm-hmm. i don't know i liked it it was it was an enjoyable watch did you enjoy it when you saw it i, I yes I, I did find it very entertaining yeah nothing too deep <laughs> no um it, it, it wasn't some boobage so uh uh and just to be aware of that if you're gonna go watch it that may make you want to go watch it but uh it is a it, it was a pretty good movie with some actual notable actors oh yeah um Probably the most notable in recent is, of course, with the release of Underworld Rise of the Lycans. It just came out this year. Rona Mitra, who plays Sonia in Rise of the Lycans, plays Major Eden Sinclair. And she's the one that takes her eyeball out. That can, oops, just knocked my mic. That takes her eyeball out and can look around corners with it. She so looks a lot like Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, who's Kate Beckinsale again? She well, plays. She, she she played. Maybe it was the same part um, in uh, uh, Underworld One and Two. Uh, she, yeah, she did, and this is the same part, but this is not the same actor. Okay. So she took over for Kate Beckinsale. Okay. That's why we're. That's why we're. I think I'm pretty sure that's correct because mm-hmm. she's she's only been in this Underworld movie. Okay. And there's just a third one, right? I yeah. haven't seen this one yet. I, but neither have I. I saw the first two. First I saw in theater. Second one I saw on DVD, and I'll probably see this one on DVD. I think I have to now because I think it's out of theater. But mm-hmm. but, but anyways, I, it was a good movie. Um, well filmed. Right, um, right. Some good scenes. And the other notable actor is Malcolm McDowell, who plays Dr. Marcus Kane in this movie. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him, I was like, ah, Linderman from Heroes. But he's done a ton of other work. His career spans all the way from the mid-60s up to now. Right, and he's probably his – Mid seventies at this point in his life, uh, right. but he played uh, Tolly and Soren in uh, Star Trek Generations, the guy who ended up killing Captain Kirk in that movie. Um, and uh, if you, another fans of Star Trek, Star Trek: D Space Nine will notice that the uh, the Prime Minister is played by, I believe his name is Siddig Alexander, or I, I don't recall his name, but the, the guy who played Doctor Bashir. Star Trek: Deep Space Nine is the one who ends up playing the Prime Minister in uh, this film. Yeah, and the guy who plays the handler for the female lead—I forget his name—but he has been in uh, lots of stuff. Also, I mean, uh, the thing I'm most notable to me is uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He played the detective in Who. Okay. Yes, he did. So. Yeah, but anyways, you can go if you want to find out everything he played. You can go to IMDb, and it will tell you all more than you ever want to know about this guy. Yes. But anyways. Well, very cool. Well, I believe that's all we have as far as just uh, show news mm-hmm. uh, or this, I guess, movie news or show news and uh, I guess shows by meaning TV show news and uh, a few odds and ends thrown in there as well. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's move on into our main menu for tonight. We're flying a lot blinder than usual here. We need to get our bearings. I think we need to talk to Mr. Universe. So 
We are going to talk about finales, and mm-hmm. obviously from that music, the first finale we're going to talk about is... Smallville. Smallville. Yeah, Nine, small... Eight season, right? End of eight season. End of eight season. Uh, it it uh, wrapped up last uh, Thursday. Last Thursday, so, yep. But this, of course, is we are as we're heading into Memorial Day here. Most of our favorite shows we've been watching... <gasps> Wrapped up. Yeah, we got to wait a little while. Yeah, so we'll be, uh, I don't know what we'll be talking about this summer. Everything but these shows, obviously. Right, right, right. Unless there's any significant news that comes out of them. But Smallville, let's talk about Smallville. Well, first of all, who's left in the main, from the main cast? Well, of course, not that, um, you still have Clark Kent, of course, uh, Chloe Sullivan. Um, they are probably the two, uh, um, Originals left. Uh, last one that sort of left was uh, uh, Kristen Croy, who played Alana Lang. Um, so everybody else that's there now are people that have been added within the last probably four or five seasons or so. Mm, okay. So no Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is out of picture. Um, supposedly. How can you do Superman without Lex? I know. Um, All right. But anyways, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, and what about what about Lionel Luthor? Lionel Luthor, uh, he he bit the dust. Um, I'm trying to remember when what season that was. Probably about two, maybe two seasons ago, where Lex pushed him out of the building. Yeah. Um, As you can tell, I have not watched Smallville on a regular basis since season three. I okay. ended in season three and actually borrowed them all from Don, all the seasons from Don up to season three, and then I haven't watched. I watched a few odds and ends, Justice League episodes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But I haven't really kept up with it. Mm-hmm. So so. Feed me. Feed okay. Me. Well, <laughs> the, 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 this season has been a lot dealing with with uh, Doomsday, and if, if longtime super fans, Superman fans will know. Uh, we the, just talked uh, about Doomsday. You know the whole movie. Yes. Different well, Doomsday. This is Doomsday, the character. Okay. The one that um, he, he and Superman and um, his origins in the comics are very vague. Uh, some um, scientific uh, organization made him, but in the and then in, it, 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 he and Superman end up in a fight. Superman tries to stop him because Doomsday is just killing everybody in his sight. Um, Superman is able to kill him, neutralize him, but in so doing, he ends up dying. And then, then you have the whole comic book series of the uh, the reign of Superman and then the apparent resurrection or re- resuscitation of Superman. So this is a famous – Superman's d- dead. Yeah, this whole Superman dead episode yes. that yeah. sold – Tons of comic book copies, right? Et that really gave it a shot in the arm. Right. Uh, now I do like what they did with the Doomsday character in this. Um, Don was saying it's one of his favorite characters, right? Yes. Well, it, it, the guy who plays Doomsday, uh, he, his likeness is in that Star Wars that um, uh, the Force unleashed. unleashed. I okay. Um, I forget his name, but he's playing. You know, he he he's playing EMT. So is is he the main character in the Force Unleashed? Um, is he the apprentice? I, 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 that's all I know at the Force okay, Unleashed. It's just it. that he's his picture. He seems to be the main character in it. But, oh yeah, he is. He is that. If it's if it's the guy that's pictured in it, that is him. Okay. Okay. Good. But in this, um, he's a Kryptonian, but he's been raised on Earth like uh, Clark has, and uh, his um, uh, he the doomsday part of him doesn't come out till later. Um, a couple things have to happen to him uh, to bring that upon him, bring that out of him. But I mean, he was designed to be doomsday. Um, 
So what it does is add some humanity to the Doomsday character. He's not just a one-dimensional character just going out and killing people and destroying things. Which is what the comics kind of presented yeah. him as. Which, which did it well, I, I grant it. But in this one, it, it makes the there, – there, there's a character in him and he is fighting this this thing that comes out of him occasionally. Which makes him a little bit more human. Exactly. So it's you could almost sympathize with him in a way. And the only thing that's able to – keep this thing in check is uh, he has a thing for Chloe Sullivan. As long as she's near him, he can keep the beast in check um, throughout this thing. So when the beast gets out, it's all Chloe's fault. Well, from one perspective, from one perspective. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so this was a season finale and honestly, it was kind of a letdown. Ooh. Yes. It was a doomsday episode too, right? It was, it was supposed to be a doomsday episode. Uh, they find a way to – well, Clark finds a way he could get the Doomsday out of uh, – the character's name is uh, Davis Bloom. He can get the char- – get through some black kryptonite, get him out of there, and, and he, Davis Bloom will be safe, but then he still has to deal with Doomsday. Um, he manages to do that uh, and also – but to and, – and, but Doomsday still runs a, a little muck. But all Clark has to do is grab him, fly him off into this um, one of Luthor's geothermal plants and kind of bury him, and that's all you see of it. And and then so there's no epic fight. Um, I mean, well, that's kind of disappointing. You a, want you want there to be an epic fight. There is a huge there was a huge letdown. Now maybe there still will be when we get to the next season because part of the subplots was um, the, um, the there's a comic book series called. Um, Oh, I forget. It takes place in the future in the 30th century. Um, the Legion of Superheroes. And they've made an appearance uh, in Smallville also that gave Clark a ring. He ends up destroying it. He, um, they give him another ring. Lana is having a fight with um, – oh, what was that? What was her character's name? Um, she ends up taking over for Lex Luthor. Okay. Um, I forget her name. I feel bad about this. But they end up in a fight and somehow they get near Clark's desk and this ring falls out of the desk and – Lana, not Lana, Lois gets the ring. Lois gets the ring, and she disappears. She travels in time someplace. We don't know where. Okay. Um, and then Clark reveals we don't know where she is. So it's possible that the outcome, what happened in this episode, could be totally underdone because Lois has traveled in time someplace, and maybe that will. Okay. That's what I'm thinking anyways. Still, for a finale, you felt it did not build up to what it was supposed no, to. No, I mean, and I thought... Th- they made Doomsday look pretty cool. He, it's not a CGI figure. It's, they have a guy. It, it's a costume, but it, it's very effective, very realistic looking. Um, I, I thought it would look pretty cool, but um, but it was not the epic fight that we had in the comic. Okay. Um, so that, that that was kind of disappointing. I, I think the series is starting to lose. Some have said it's lost steam years ago. Oh, my word. And that, that would be my opinion of it, mm-hmm. just a little bit, you know. Season five, it should have been done. Maybe even season four. Mm-hmm. Um, they just began to deviate a heck of a lot. They began to turn into this teenage soap opera. Right. You know, and it's this whole good American, you know, f- moral Superman is kind of – the series did not hold that. No. I, mean, I, I, can, I can deal with a reimagined series up to a point. Yes, but, it, but it they got, they reimagined it all right. Right. I mean, it, it, was he ever going to become Superman? I mean, he's already working at the Daily Planet. He already knows Lois Lane, and he, you know, it looks like you know he's trying to be encouraged by 
uh, Green Lantern, uh, uh, Oliver Queen to you know take a be more proactive role in this. So far, he is just known as the Red Blue Blur, mm. um, but um, wow. that's about it. So they do have another season though, right? And like you were telling me earlier, the death the. the the death slot, uh, Friday yeah, nights it, at 8 o'clock. Uh, yep, that's when they uh, CW moved it to Friday nights at 8 o'clock between 8 and 9. Mm-hmm. We are going to have uh, some more Superman, I guess. So and, we'll see and, if, we'll see what they do. I mean, it's had, you know, they've it, there, there are times when Smallville is good, it's really good. But when Smallville is bad, it's really bad. And people have been saying it's been more bad than good in recent yeah, seasons. Just now, every, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, just it, there, there's some see, episodes just like, wow, that was really good. Why can't they keep doing that? And then the ones are just mediocre, and then the ones are just horrible. Um, so I, I, I hope if it does, you know, if, if the writing doesn't improve, then they need to shut it down. Yeah. Um, I, now I, I, I'm guilty. I followed it through. I mean, some people have given up on it, and but not me. I, yeah. I, 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 I think Don's with you in that one. Uh, mm-hmm. He's followed it, but I have not. Mm-hmm. I, you know. This brings up a great question that's maybe a little bit of a tangent. Mm-hmm. Is there no original material that all that we're talking about in the show, it seems like, are reimagined shows? We were talking about V being reimagined. Right. Right. We're talking about even Star Trek. Granted, it was phenomenal Star Trek. Right. You know, I, I actually don't care that that one was reimagined. Mm-hmm. I probably won't care that V was either, the way it looks. Mm-hmm. But Smallville obviously is a reimagining. And, mm-hmm. you know... <laughs> We just need, and Dollhouse is not, and some of the other ones. Dollhouse is original, which is yeah. So, but there is something about some for some reason we keep going back to these old shows, reimagining and making them current. Maybe it's because the people that grew up with them, the well, loved them when they as yeah. were as kids, want to pass them on to another generation. We want to see them. It worked back then, and well, they've been doing this whole reimagining, rebooting thing for years. I mean. The Batman, Superman genres go back to, you know, 1930s or earlier. So they've been doing that since, you know, day one. Uh, So, um, so, but, but there is, there goes the mic, there goes the mic, but very, there isn't a lot of, there isn't, there isn't as much original stuff out there. People, the, the powers that be are going to things that have seemed to have worked well in the past. It worked before Mm -hmm. in today's economy, it better work now. Yeah, right, so. right, right. The material's but, already there. We just need to do a tweak it a little bit to today's standards, and we have a show or a movie or you know or something like that. I mean, we have. Le- the, I, mean, I know we're not talking about this tonight, but doing the, the Land of the Lost movie. And, oh, they are. They and, are. Uh, yeah. TV show that I loved as a little kid. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna you know I, I know there's some naysayers out there, but nice. but you're right. It just seems a, there's a lot of rehashing. Of, yeah, there uh, is going on right now. Right. Let's talk about the dollhouse finale. Okay, not rehashing at all. No. Uh, and the, let me introduce it. Please. Somewhere in the city is an illegal establishment that rents out to the very rich and the very connected programmable people. People who can take on any personality except their own. Let's talk about 
the Donald's finale. Definitely, as you said, not reimagined. Definitely Go ahead. not reimagined. And and, and is this is, is this Fox giving Joss a second chance? Oh yeah. We by the way, we didn't really say that, but if you don't know by now, it's been all over the news that Dollhouse has been given a second season, which I'm grateful for because uh, I didn't start watching the show when it first started, but I got into it later. Uh, thank God for Hulu. Uh, uh, I was able to catch up. Uh, this is a great show. And the last couple episodes, uh, the season finale was just uh, excellent. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I was a fan. There were some episodes that didn't really catch me, but there were some really, really good episodes in that. And uh, it kept my attention. We did get an email or uh, actually a Facebook message from Matt uh, Mathers. Oh, okay. Uh, said, said this about it. He goes, I don't know if it deserves a second season. The last two episodes were good, but that's the thing about this show. One or two good episodes and two bad ones, one good, two bad, and so on. Maybe the second season can at least hit a 50% good ratio. I love Joss's work, but I have to say that this show has disappointed me. Bring back Firefly. <laughs> and um, I wish we could. Here's the thing. If I take the first 12 episodes of Dollhouse mm-hmm. and I take the first 12 episodes of Firefly, right. hands down, Firefly was a more interesting and better written show. It, I, I didn't think the first they, they just stand better together. I'm trying to think of a Firefly episode that I like. Wow, well, that wasn't as good as the last one because they all they were, seemed... they were just they were good. Right. They, were, they were they were good hands down. I think, and I think you mentioned this earlier, but I think that part of what Fox is doing here is a little bit of redemption. Mm-hmm. Well, Don't right. you think? Well, I mean, uh, they saw what happened with Firefly. Uh, it. Um, a lot of us never even knew the show was, even existed, but then um, they they start selling it on DVDs. Some people start buying. It's like, hey, you gotta check this out. That's the way it was for me. It just and it was word of mouth. It was word of mouth, and it 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 it, it, it you know the DVD sales you know were were great. Um, it spawned. It gave them a movie, so it gave them a chance to you know um, get on the big screen and. Um, so I'm sure Fox saw okay, uh, and and Joss, Joss is an excellent writer. He's probably the best out there. Um, let's give us a chance because no networks don't, they don't give a show a, ch- a chance um, to find an audience, and so um, I'm glad they're give, being patient with this show. Yeah, uh, and I don't know uh, if the night's been decided or if, I think the line out lineups up already. It's probably is still on. I think it's still on Friday nights. It is okay. still on Friday nights. So they have not moved the time slot, mm-hmm. but they did say, and I found this interesting that they did consider time shifted viewing. So they did consider the the DVR. Well, that's good. Uh, which is something that has not been traditionally. Uh, well, they need to. They they do because most people on a Friday night. A lot of people go out on Friday nights. That's their night to do something, and they'll they'll record it either old, right. old VHS or DVRs or TiVos to to watch it later. Now, here's the thing: Fox had to decide between two low rated shows because mm-hmm. we we were we've talked about in the show before the fact that two of our, two of our favorite shows, Dollhouse and Terminator, both were getting low ratings. Right again, the Friday night slot being terrible. So Fox is having to make a decision here. And this is what Kevin Riley said, Fox president of entertainment, about them deciding in Dollhouse over Terminator. Because okay. if you don't know, Terminator has been canceled. May it rest in peace. And um, we'll miss it. Sad about At least that. we have the movie coming out. Yes. But he said, first, it's a bet on creativity that there's something that something – and that's something that has never changed, Riley said. I'm happy to say we're doing that. You know how inspired Josh Whedon is. So, again, they're betting on Josh's reputation there. 
He goes, it's a bet on Joss. The DVR numbers are a marker for us, and so it's a factor. And we did see an uptick in the ratings from a 1.5 to a 2. And that's a pattern for us we liked, betting on Joss, and I think you're going to see it grow next season. Um, and then he go on to the commentator in this article saying, but it's a factor of the devil you know as opposed to bringing on a new unproven series. Absolutely. You know, so you know, you know Sarah Connor Chronicles mm-hmm. for two seasons. Do we bet on this new series? It just kind of started and had about 12 episodes. Um, uh, they just think that there's going to be a much stronger turnout in the show this next season. And uh, here's what they say about Terminator, and then we can just kind of discuss anything okay. you want to discuss out of this. Unless, did you want to comment anything on what was just said about Dollhouse? Well, um, what I, I like about the show, uh, it, 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 is, it is showing something that is broken, and it, it is like ready to burst at the seams, the whole, right. the whole, the whole Dollhouse. You have this, this FBI agent trying to expose it, and yeah. this thing is not as, I mean... And you have this operative gone rogue in the middle of it. You know, we, it's, we still it, don't know how somebody's reprogramming the dolls to give him information. Right. Unless I miss something that we don't know who's doing that. Well, and um, yeah, and they caught the NSA agent, but that was not the guy reprogrammed. I think most people don't believe that he was the guy that yeah, was doing I, that. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And we doubt it was Alpha. I can't see Alpha doing it. No, Alpha was away. Um, right. But um, no, I just – like the show, um, and, you know it is. It's 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 creative, mm-hmm. and it's it's gotten better as we've gone along. And I do like it, um, and so I think that it does deserve a second chance. I also think Terminator deserved a, deserved a third chance, but oh, yeah. whatever. Right. Um, here's what they did say about Terminator, though. Uh, as for Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, Fox executive viewed the series quite differently. Terminator has completed its run. Riley said flatly, and I think it was a nice little run. Um, he says this, and we were talking about this regarding V as well, um, that according to Riley, Terminator was not an inexpensive show, and Fox had to make some choices at night. But ultimately, we looked at ratings track on Monday, where it had a pretty good consistent run, and then on Friday where it moved to, and that trend line was not pointing in the right direction. Well, duh, they moved it to Friday night, Friday freaking night. Come on, keep it on Monday, right? Right, exactly. Um, anyways, it's done. It's, Water it's under done, the bridge. Yeah, I mean, we, I, I would love for them to bring it back, but it. I, it's Next time we'll not, probably talk about it. It'll be DVDs. Yeah, yeah, I, and and I, I granted, it's it, it is expensive. You could tell it was an expensive show to make, and so it sounded like a question of dollars and cents. It does ultimately dollars and cents. Right. Yeah, hands down. Um, but Dollhouse is continuing, and we are excited about that. Uh, what did you think of the finale? Let's talk about the finale episode just real briefly before we. Uh, Hit fringe and then wrap up our show tonight. It was almost like a two-parter. Um, with the episode before just introduced uh, Alan Tudyk in it, and I, I, I was really impressed with Alan Tudyk in those last two episodes. Ah, uh, a good old Firefly boy. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, definitely saw the range of his acting ability. I mean, uh, <laughs> with all the personalities in him. Exactly. I mean, uh, he, he's the plucky comic relief guy in um, in Firefly, but in this. I mean, he's he's, he's almost he's a comic relief in well, the in the in the episode right before the finale, where he's with his whole carrot farm. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, his marijuana farm, right? Uh, but uh, Ooh, let's go four twenty. But yes, he was still very comedic in this, but very dark, though. I mean, just uh, oh man, very sinister, very dark and very sinister. Um, he's really an artist. No, he's, 
With a knife. Yeah, with the scalpel, <laughs> yes. Um, and, and so his performance was excellent. Um, and you, you just find out things about the dollhouse, what they're doing. Uh, you find out about um, the one doctor. I forget her name at the moment, but she was really a doll. I mean, and so yeah, because he scarred her face up, uh, they and, and he killed the original doctor. They reprogrammed her to be a doctor. To be a doctor, yep, right. And uh, she's suspicious. She knows it. Yeah, she knows something is up. Yeah, she knows it. What's interesting is that they bring uh, Agent Ballard into the dollhouse to actually kind of work for the dollhouse. It seems like at the end. In, in a way, yeah. I mean, they 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 took they took Victor and uh, just programmed him with uh, with Ballard's uh, memories and his his personality. Uh, no, Ballard is the. Oh, I'm sorry. You're thinking you're, of the NSA operative. I think of the NSA operative. You're right, yeah. Ballard. Um, He's uh, the guy from Battlestar. Tamal Panikit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. He, he had a very large he had a large role in the in the season finale. Yeah. It was it was it was a good finale. It was. It was, and it left you wanting more. So. Um, but. So yeah, I, so Alpha's still out there someplace. Of course, and it looks like that um, Ballard will probably. It looks like the, he, they're they're hiring him. He's got he's got a new job at the Dollhouse. Um, but what he did was he let uh, got them to let Melly get out of her contract a little earlier with uh, being paid in full for her, her services. I guess. So yeah, good. I actually thought his focus was on Caroline. I thought they were going to do that for Caroline. M- me too, but. But uh, they did that little bait and switch, and uh, so well, I wonder what's up with that with the whole Caroline thing. Yeah, so Caroline is still going to serve. Caroline. Yeah, so Caroline's still there. Caroline's still there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's it's it looks good. So what looks promising? We'll see what happens next season. I guess right. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Well, let's uh, let's move into some fringe. Let's talk about the uh, Fringe finale. Right. This is our second time recording it. Uh, someone forgot to press the record button somewhere in here. And, I uh, believe this. It, uh, it was Miles. I'll uh, admit it. You don't let me touch that thing. <laughs> There's a, there are reasons. Okay. okay well. But go, go ahead. Okay, Fringe. Well, I'll be honest with you. Um, I have not been following the Fringe. Um, there's just been too many other things to watch. Um, however... I did watch this uh, episode, though. Um, um, it, you know, Scott sort of uh, enticed me into it. By I did. I told him Leonard Nimoy was going to be in it. And the, all I need to do is mention Leonard Nimoy and Spock in the same phrase. And he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And, and the Star Trek geek in me just, you know. Gets a male reaction. Maybe not in, quite. In a, in a geeky sort of yeah, way. In a geek way. In yes. a geek way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The excitement in a geek way. Anyways, so – you saw it, I and, saw it, and you liked it. I did like it. I'm going to have to watch the show now. Yeah. I'm really hoping that it'll carry you through the summer. Yes, I'm assuming they'll have the reruns over the summer. So yeah, we're hoping. I haven't been checking, but mm-hmm. I assume. And you can't find them on Hulu. Yeah, you know, I haven't tried Hulu yet. Um, so that would be the other place I, to I check. They, I, I don't know the, the very first episode on Hulu. Though. Did you try? And the other place would be to try would be Fox to to catch it. That's a thought. I maybe maybe I'll go to Fox's website and see. Yeah, if they, they and have I, them all. I was actually just on it and didn't even. 
Okay. Steven didn't look. But anyways, we like the parallel realities that they really kind of explored there in this final episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the lady, what's her? Olivia, Olivia Dunham. She, at the end, she's, she goes down this elevator. Now, let's just back up a little bit. She has been kind of getting glimpses into the alternate universe as uh, the past couple episodes. And okay. in this, it really comes to fruition in this last episode, especially mm-hmm. as – she hits this the, the very final scene. Right. Um, go ahead, talk talk through the final scene just a little bit. Well, she she she's waiting for this lady to show up, and after time doesn't, so she decides to leave. She goes down this elevator. She sees people all around her in the elevator. They they disappear really fast. Elevator opens up. She realizes she's not where she was originally. Another lady approaches, and says, "Well, we wait for you. Please come this way." Escorts her to this room and. The, the camera pans to these newspapers, and the things going on in these newspapers are not things that are going on in our universe because it's saying stuff that JFK is still alive, uh, Obama it moves into the new White House. Whatever that means. Yes. So maybe um, – so – and then the camera pan – you know, I'll let you s- say the uh, – William Bell walks in. William Bell walks in and who is playing William Bell? But of uh, your favorite character, Spock. Spock. Of course. And, uh, and the camera then you know, begins to zoom out and you mm-hmm. see this little window and you say, oh, okay, they're in the high-rise building. You see the edge of the building, not a big deal. And all of a sudden you see the corner of it and you're like, no, no way. Right. They pan back out. And lo and behold, we have the World Trade Center mm-hmm. um, and the New York skyline. A pretty startling – kind of makes your spine tingle a little bit moment in fringe right and now what i want to do is let's talk a little bit about what we think about that but i want to play a clip by jeff pinkner who's talking about one of the guys from the show talking about their concerns in filming this and what they thought about filming filming this and using the scene to establish the alternate realities every day life presents us with an array of choices each choice we take creates a new reality when we started talking about, okay, we're going to go to an alternate reality, how do we convey that? The idea came up that, well, what if William Bell's office is actually in one of the World Trade Center towers? And initially we had said, well, that could mean a couple things to the audience. Either they're in an alternate reality or she's traveled back in time. Obviously, we're all incredibly sensitive to the tragedy of 9-11, and it speaks as an image like no other to you know the condition that we find ourselves as human beings here in America and on this planet now. So we decided that it's actually a wonderful symbol for, well, maybe the alternate reality in some ways is better than the world we live in. It's another path. The road not taken. We all love Planet of the Apes and the last shot of Planet of the Apes when you see the the Statue of Liberty and you realize that they're actually, the whole movie they've been spent trying to get back to their planet. And you realize at the end that they're actually on their planet just at a, a different point of time. You know, it makes you reimagine the whole movie in a different way. And, and in that movie, it was sort of like the end of hope. We actually were imagining that seeing the World Trade Center would actually provide the, the notion that maybe the other side's better off. Maybe, maybe ours isn't the only and best world. There is a newspaper on the desk in William Bell's office that, that also has little hints of other things. In this alternate reality, among them, 
JFK was never assassinated. Len Bias is still alive. Clearly, in the alternate reality, different choices were made and therefore different consequences. And, and some things which were very tragic in our nation's history didn't occur in the alternate reality. That doesn't make it a better or a worse place. Tragic events happen there just like they do here. They're just not necessarily the same events. All right. So talk about this image. When you first saw it, mm-hmm. what was running through your head? It was a little um, a little shocking to see that the, uh, the the World Trade Center still intact in this in this universe. Um, Did you ever see the World Trade Center when it was up? Oh yeah, many times. You I, were in I, New York and I I have family in New York. I visited um, my grandmother's old apartment. Um, she lived, is in Brooklyn, New York. Um, from the balcony on a clear day, you could see New York uh, City perfectly. And um, she actually worked at the Trade Center. I had an aunt that worked at the Trade Center the day the bomb, you know, the planes crashed. So most of us, um, well, I always say most. Of us, there's a lot of us that who live on the East Coast that that um, know, maybe know somebody, lost somebody there, or know somebody who was there that day. So. It's not that isolated. It does touch us. It's you know so to see that the World Trade Center, it, 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 you know, not not torn down is uh, is a little shocking scene. It is, and and yet the question becomes, you know, was this a bad thing? And and you know, we are now eight years past that incident. Mm-hmm. You know, nine eleven happened two thousand one, and you know it'll be eight years come this fall. Up, right. And has this been enough time? There's, a, there's going to be a time where we have to now look back and say, well, this was a period in our history. The World Trade Center didn't exist. And while we don't disregard what happened or minimalize what happened, mm-hmm. it, it, while it was a tragic event, I didn't think it was a terrible thing to show it. Was it startling? Was it shocking? Do we see it? Do we see it in movies recently? No, not really. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why it worked for Fringe. Well, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you remember in the news about a month ago. They had a plane fly right near New York City, and it got a lot of people's attention. I forget, I, I forget why it was flying out that way, but um, I think Air Force One flew over New York City. That's too. why the Air Force One flew over it, or the plane that carries the president. I'm not sure it was Air. It's only Air Force One ways on it, but mm-hmm. whatever. And so a lot of people reacted very negatively towards just filming. Yeah. It was just a very. It's, it's still it's still pretty. I mean, if you, it's, if, it's yeah, pretty it's alarming. Yeah, it, it was certainly a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Personally, it didn't offend, it didn't personally offend me. I liked it, and you know, not enough to ruin the show. And certainly did establish the idea that this is not our universe, right? And I think that's what they were going for. What can what image can we give you in our world that shows us it's not our universe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this is probably the most iconic building in recent years right. that was destroyed like this. That you could say, okay. That you could look at and say, okay, this is not our universe. Right. Good choice in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not offended by it either. I, I think they were very um, very careful. But yeah. um, no, I wasn't offended. Shocking, yeah, but um, but creatively it was a good choice. Yeah. So you only saw the final episode. Mm-hmm. Favorite character? I don't know if I have a favorite character yet, um, but I am gonna but I'm hoping that they'll have the reruns this summer and, right, and, and I can said. catch up on them and maybe um, maybe Hulu or Fox will have yeah. the uh, episodes. 
You know, I have to say, you know, again, Walter's probably been one of my favorite characters, and we find out a startling revelation about Walter, mm-hmm. and that is what? Well, um, his son is dead. Yes, and, you know, Peter Bishop's been on the show. He's certainly not dead. No. But uh, there is a gravestone with his name on it, and a right. uh, little boy, and, you know, they give some hints at this. Peter can't remember anything before he was six. So that Interesting. asks the question, is he a clone? Is he an alternate reality version of Peter Bishop? Um, they're dealing with alternate universes, so maybe maybe he is. So we'll, we'll, we should find out more next next season. But but it just throws another plot twist um, into it um, that there's more, there's more mystery or more, more yeah, questions. More mystery. So, more so who is this man? Who is this Peter Bishop? The mystery of Peter Bishop continues. Yes. And uh, I kind of like that. Oh, I, I do like too. That. Yeah. So um, I was going to ask you what you're hoping for next season, but it really doesn't make sense being that we don't have much of a show to go on for you. No, I, I still – well, I, I, I mean I hope they delve more with the alternate universe. Uh, I always – yes, it's been explored in sci-fi many times, but I still like it. Um, if anybody remembers the show Sliders. Uh, oh, yeah, all over the place. Love Sliders. Now, this is this show is definitely not Sliders, but – um, but if they, but they much get, better than the sliders. In yeah, my I mean the sliders was made back in the mid nineties. It had that mid nineties feel. Mid nineties feel, cheesy writing, but uh, um, but it was still I, I enjoyed the show. And, but, right. Um, but this show, I hope they explore the alternate universe more and just see. Well, what we know that William Bell is slated to be in a couple more episodes next season, so we're gonna have more Nimoy to be looking for. Yeah, more Spock to look forward to, and uh, so hey, this was probably of of all my finales, and watched a bunch of finales. Two favorite finales. Mm-hmm. This one, mm-hmm. one from the fringe, was well done, and the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yes, was my two favorite finales this season. Uh, and while I liked Heroes, and why I certainly liked the Dollhouse, and whatever other shows we talked about that I don't even remember about right now, this was a finale that I liked. Mm-hmm. What this was one of them, one of the top ones. Yeah, this one and Terminator, which was sad to say is the series finale, right? Uh, and also. Uh, um, what was the last one we talked about that we really liked how they wrapped things up? Um, well, uh, it I, wasn't Heroes, was it? No, I mean, he, he, Hero, that was a good season finale. Yeah, it was good, but, it, you know, it wasn't. It doesn't stick out. I mean, obviously, I'm not remembering now, so it doesn't stick out to me like I remember Terminators. Um, mm-hmm. um, I probably think of Terminator as, as just being an excellent... Right, excellent rap for it. But. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think that about does our show. Okay. Let's uh, uh let's move into our trivia. Go for it, Miles. You are our trivia man. Okay. This is going to be a trivia question off of what? Well, since we're talking about V and, and kind of uh, you know pumping that one on, um, the, if you watch the, the original series, this should, this should be easy for you. Um, who was the female lead visitor on the original TV series? Uh, what was her character name and what, what's her real name? Ooh, so you have to give two answers for this, not it's just one. And this is, of course... For a copy of the book Parapsycho. Now, when you call in, at the end of your call, 
please leave uh, a way that we can contact you either via email, Twitter, or something like that so we can get your address. We don't want you to give your address in the air. Um, and uh, we'll probably – we might even cut off that uh, the email as well. But at the end, do that. Or you can just email us with the answer or Twitter us the answer. Um, and if you're going to call us, you can call us, and we'd love to play your voicemails on the show. 206-600-4824 will get us at. You can email us your answers at zogpod, Z-O-G-P-O-G, at gmail.com. You can also Twitter either myself uh, at Herzog on Twitter, H-E-R-T-Z-O-G, and Miles, they can now find you on Twitter at? Yeah, Son of Wharf. Yes, and you can find Miles as well on Trekspace. Yes. Um, as you said earlier, a lot of the audio clips you heard, we're going to be embedding the video files actually into the show so you can actually watch from our show notes page or visit the YouTube video as far as we care. Um, and if you like the show, we would love to hear your feedback both on what we're doing, things that you want us to talk about, things you don't want us to talk about ever again. We would just love to get a, a feedback about that. We've already gotten some great feedback from people on that. We were continually contrin- – if I can speak – you know, one of the things you can do to improve the show is speak clearly. No, um, but we would love to get your feedback on what you'd like to see in the show, other things you'd like us to discuss, and uh, and all that. Mm-hmm. So, and your reviews on iTunes would be absolutely appreciated as well. Yes, that will, I guess, bump us up in the ratings or whatever. Ratings, so yeah. Make us sound beautiful, make mm-hmm. us look beautiful, and uh, thanks for everyone who's been talking about us and um, so forth. Anyways, I believe that's all, yeah. and. Um, We wish you the best of luck, and hopefully we'll have a show next week. Good night and good luck.